Actually, I'm working on a new story at the moment, which I thought you could help me with, Gwyneth said. It's all about love in the office. I have no idea what office people do all day. Can't just be emails and meetings. I bet there's lots of romance going on in the photocopy room when the boss isn't watching. But you never tell us anything about your work or the people you know in London. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening wherever you are in the world. This is James Schofield, the creator of the stories in Behind the Bottom Line. And in Season 5, I have something different for you. In each episode, I'm reading two chapters from my novella, Double Trouble. In today's episode, I'm going to read chapters 1 and 2, in which we meet Nicholas and Timothy Aldridge, identical twins with very different lifestyles. Nick is a senior advertising executive in London, while Tim is a farmer in the southwest of England. And for various excellent reasons, mostly involving a very bossy goat called Lady Lois, they are about to change places and everybody's world is going to be turned upside down. I think you'll enjoy the story. And what's more, I have an amazing special offer for you, which I'll tell you about later. So make sure you listen to the end of this podcast episode. Now, sit back, relax, and find out what happens when Nick Aldridge drives down to Devon to see his brother on the farm. Chapter 1. Aldridge Farm Brr, 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 brr. Nick Aldridge. Hi, this is Kerry Schmitz. I'm Tanya Mishkovich's new personal assistant. Miss Mishkovich would like to know what's happening about the TV commercials. Well, we still don't have the client's final go-ahead yet, but thanks to Miss Mishkovich's, um, connections, I'm sure that won't be a problem. There was a short silence at the other end of the line. Right, let's hope not. But you will let us know as soon as you have the details, won't you? Miss Mishkovich wants to make sure her performance is just right. Bye now. Nick wondered why Tanya, a London-based Russian model with an excellent business brain underneath her platinum blonde hair, was worried. He and his team at the advertising agency Madison & Oggers were creating a TV commercial for a new car from Zaiwu Motors called Aspazio. All Tanya had to do was lie on a rug in the back of the car, wearing very little, and say, Give yourself enough spazio for more fun on the road. As Tanya was currently going out with Li Yong, the son of the company chairman, there was very little chance that Zai Wu would reject the proposal. He took a left turn off the motorway and started following signs in the direction of Tortbridge, a small town in Devon in the far southwest of England, about five hours' drive from London. The car phone rang again. Nick Aldridge? Hello? Hello? Is that you, Nick? Where are you? Oh, Gwyneth, sorry, I'm on my way. I'll be with you in about half an hour. I couldn't get away earlier. Well, there's no lunch for you. Lady Lois ate it when nobody was watching. You'll have to make do with bread and cheese when you get here, I'm afraid. No problem. See you soon. Bye, Gwyneth. 
The rain that had followed Nick all the way down from London was getting heavier and heavier, and it was difficult to see the road ahead of him. The headlights of his BMW highlighted miserable-looking cows or sheep standing close together under trees in the wet fields. Brr, 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 brr. Nick Aldridge. Nick, this is Tim here. Nick's twin brother Timothy spoke very carefully and slowly, as if he didn't believe his voice could be heard on a mobile phone. He still used the old telephone their father had installed on the family farm in 1968. Tim said mobile phones were an unnecessary and possibly unhealthy invention, and he refused to buy one. Nick, are you driving and telephoning at the same time? I heard Gwyneth talking to you. Yes, Tim. You shouldn't. It's dangerous. Tim, it's a car phone. I don't need to use my hands. So, what's new on the farm? We've got a Polish agricultural student helping us with the goats at the moment. Nick imagined someone with big hands, big feet and a big black moustache. Oh, good. And is Lady Lois doing well? She ate your lunch, said Tim fondly. Bad girl. Well, drive carefully and we'll see you soon. He hung up. There were two women in Timothy Aldridge's life. His wife, Gwyneth, and Lady Lois, his prize-winning goat and head of the goat herd, which produced the organic milk from which he made a special cheese, Aldridge Blue, which was sold to expensive shops and restaurants in London. Nick much preferred Gwyneth. She was small, with pale skin, freckles, large grey eyes, and long red hair, which she tied back. She was cheerful and funny, which were big advantages, for somebody living on a farm. Lady Lois, on the other hand, had no sense of humour and was very bossy. Nick had not been on good terms with Lady Lois since his last visit to Timothy and Gwyneth when she had tried to eat his new mobile phone. The device had never worked properly after that and the IT department at work had never believed Nick's explanation when he asked for a new one. But Lady Lois had an important position at Aldridge Farm, so Nick did his best to be polite when they met. But this wasn't that often. Nick hadn't been down to stay for almost a year. Work was so hard, and it wasn't just the late nights during the week that were tiring, but the weekends as well if an advertising campaign had to be ready for a client on a Monday morning. Any free time he had was taken by Jemima Madison, his boss's daughter, who also worked in the company. Jemima was normally very time-intensive, but earlier that week she had ended their relationship. This had been a surprise for Nick. He hadn't realised he was supposed to be in a relationship. He just thought they were going out and having fun. Jemima told him that was his problem. He didn't understand 
when it was time to be serious. Nicholas. He hated being called Nicholas. It reminded him of school. Nicholas, you need to give more of yourself in this relationship. I want to know where you and I are heading. What's our destination? She had said this as they were driving back to her flat after work. And before Nick could stop himself, he had told her that they were driving down the King's Road and soon they'd be crossing Putney Bridge and would be in Putney. She had sat in angry silence for the rest of the journey. The next day, he'd found a book on his desk. One, two, three, Building Adult Relationships Based on Respect by Dr. Judith Sukasus, PhD. Inside, she had written, I feel sorry for you, Nicholas. Read this and then let's talk again. Jemima. It now lay on the back seat of his car, unread. It was nearly dark now as he turned off the Tortbridge main road onto the small side road that ended at Aldridge Farm. As he crossed a narrow bridge, the car lights reflected off the water in the River Tortbridge, which, after a week of rain, was nearly level with the road. He drove slowly up the hill leading into the farm, the car bumping up and down in the water-filled holes in the road. Timothy always said he would mend the holes, but the organic goat's cheese business was not very profitable, and the repairs were always delayed. As Nick parked the car in the farmyard, two figures came out of the kitchen door to greet him, carrying an umbrella. He opened the car door and got out. Oh dear, said Gwyneth, looking down at Nick's expensive Italian handmade shoes which were now half covered in something soft and smelly. That probably wasn't such a good place to park. Chapter 2 Meeting Wanda It always amazed Gwyneth when she saw Timothy and Nick together how similar they looked. Timothy was browner from being outside so much, and his dark blonde hair was longer and more untidy than his younger twin brother. But otherwise, it was hard to see any difference. They even had the same habits, such as scratching the back of their neck when embarrassed, or always sneezing three times. They sat mirroring each other across the kitchen table. While Nick ate his bread and some fresh Aldridge blue cheese, Timothy told him about the gossip from the local market town, about changes on the farm, and, of course, the latest Lady Lois story. And then, Nick, listen to this. A couple of weeks ago, the vet wanted to give her a chemical sedative so he could examine her, but she smelt it in her food and wouldn't eat it. She made a funny noise like this. He put his head back and made a strange noise in his throat. Meh, meh. It was like she was telling me it was poisoned. But Gwyneth makes a special herbal sedative with plants from our garden, and we put some of that in her food, which she ate just as normal. 
Timothy picked up a small brown medicine bottle which was standing on the kitchen table. It worked really well. She was completely calm for the vet. Shall we go and see her now? Nick didn't move. Could Lady Lois wait a bit, Tim? What about you, Gwyneth? Any more love stories on their way? Gwyneth wrote romantic novels to help pay their bills. They were usually about doctors and nurses, or film stars and their assistants. Actually, I'm working on a new story at the moment, which I thought you could help me with, Gwyneth said. It's all about love in the office. I have no idea what office people do all day. Can't just be emails and meetings. I bet there's lots of romance going on in the photocopy room when the boss isn't watching. But you never tell us anything about your work or the people you know in London. Oh, come on, Gwyneth, said Nick. Talking goats are much more interesting. Gwyneth laughed so much she swallowed her tea the wrong way. Timothy and Nick had to hit her on her back several times before she could stop coughing. Just as she recovered, the door opened and somebody came into the kitchen. Ah, there you are, said Timothy. This is my brother Nick. I told you about our Polish agricultural student, didn't I, Nick? They shook hands. But it was a small hand and not the big farmer's hand he had imagined. I'm Wanda, said Wanda. How do you do? There was no moustache either, Nick noticed. Instead, he saw long black curly hair and dark blue eyes with dark eyelashes. Wanda was also very much prettier than the agricultural student in his imagination. Nick decided to forget him. Fine, uh, fine, um, uh, I'm, I'm Nick. Uh, uh, great to meet you. She looked surprised and turned to Gwyneth. You said the correct answer to how do you do was how do you do? Well, technically that's right, answered Gwyneth. But the English don't always say what they should. Sorry. Gwyneth had worked as an English teacher after university. Wanda looked at Nick as if she was not sure he was really English. It's very confusing, she said. We try, said Timothy, to make life difficult for you non-English speakers. Nick, shall we take your things to your bedroom? The two brothers went upstairs. Nick's room was the same one he'd had as a child, and his old books were still on the shelves and his pictures still on the walls. It was a comfortable room. In the daytime, there was a beautiful view over the countryside around the farmhouse. Now, all that could be heard or seen was the rain against the window. Do you like her? asked Nick after they had shut the door. Timothy sat on the bed while Nick picked up his old possessions and looked at them one by one. Who? Wanda? Yes. Hard-working, and she learns quickly too. You know, about farming things. And Gwyneth helps her with her English. 
wasn't much good when she came here three months ago. Luckily, Lady Lois liked her from day one. Nick laughed. Well, that's the main thing. What about you? How's the farm doing? Timothy didn't say anything for a while, but kicked at a hole in the carpet with his toe. Finally, he looked up. You know, it's difficult to keep going. We sell all the milk and cheese to an organic fine food supplier in London. That's not a problem. But the supplier tells me we have to keep prices down because there's so much competition. Yet at the same time, our costs keep going up. Just last week, some idiot from the Ministry of Agriculture was here inspecting the milking equipment. He said it wasn't modern enough for health and safety standards. And if we don't install new stuff in the next three months, he'll stop us selling our milk and cheese. That's ridiculous. We eat and drink it every day, and we've never been ill. I could lend you some money, you know, if you want, asked Nick, although he knew how Timothy would answer. Timothy had always felt bad that he'd inherited the farm when their father died. Nick had inherited his father's shares in a company which unexpectedly went bankrupt a few months after their father's funeral, leaving Nick with nothing. No, no, we'll manage somehow, Nick. We always do. He changed the subject. Anyway, how's your job going? What are you up to? It's going well, thanks. I've just finished planning a TV commercial for a new car from Zaiwoo Motors called Aspazio. We plan to use Tanya Mishkovich. Tanya who? Mishkovich. She's a top model. You know, always in the newspapers and fashion magazines. Timothy shook his head. No, never heard of her. Sorry. What about girls, Nick? he asked. It would be nice if you came down here with a girlfriend. Nick thought of telling Timothy about Jemima Madison, but the chances of her becoming a girlfriend seemed small at the moment. It wasn't worth mentioning her. Yeah, sometime. Uh, why don't we go and say hello to Lady Lois now? And at that moment, the mobile phone in Nick's pocket rang. I hope you enjoyed the first two chapters of Double Trouble. Now here's the special offer I promised. If you go to my website, www.behindthebottomline.com and click on Bookshop, you can find the complete novella is already available as ebook or paperback. Now, for the first 10 listeners who post a review about Behind the Bottom Line and Double Trouble on my website, I will send a free signed paperback copy of Double Trouble. Just post your review and then contact me via the website contact link. Tell me what you said and tell me where I can post you your signed copy, uh, which in a couple of years time, I guess you'll be able to sell for thousands of euros on eBay when Double Trouble is made into a film. Let's see. 
Anyway, get your review for Double Trouble in double quick and you'll receive your free signed paperback as soon as possible. And make sure you listen next week and find out who's calling Nick when he should be having a relaxing break in the country and what has gone disastrously wrong. Until next week, this is James Schofield saying goodbye.